In other news, uh-huh. Carl lifted his leg to pee today. Oh, <gasps> he did? Damn! He did. Say it ain't so. Like a goddamn gentleman. How old is he? He's like five. That only took five years. <laughs> did he piss on like the top of a tree? <laughs> uh, no, he peed on the fence, but I think he also probably peed on his chest. Because <laughs> he's, he's not real good at it. And also he lifted the leg facing the fence, but he was too close to the fence. So he like lifted it like towards his body instead of like out. Out. <laughs> <laughs> What a silly puppy. Yeah. Was he like su- like proud or surprised or did he just do it and you were like. <gasps> no, I think since the neighbors got dogs that like go down there every once in a while, he's been like, better fucking learn how to j- mark my territory here. Oh my God. I love that maybe one day in his mind he saw another dog lifting his leg to take a piss <laughs> and he was like, hold the fuck up. This is something you can do? You lift a leg? Does Hank lift his leg? No. Both of them don't? No. So they taught each other to squat? Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite thing ever. They don't even squat. They just stand. And then they piss all over their front legs. Oh, my God. That is so funny. I didn't know it was a learned trait. Hank kind of lunges forward. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he straightens out his back legs a little bit. Like, I'm a point. Or yeah. pee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he doesn't squat. He, like, lunges. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Chelsea squats. But she's a girl. Yeah. She's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know why they never learned it. We tried when Carl was little. Like, we would lift his leg for him and stuff. And he's like, no, fuck that. That's uncomfortable and hard. <laughs> Do you know how heavy my leg is, Mom? Yeah. <laughs> People at the dog park always used to make fun of him. Oh, my God. I would, too. Actually, I remember living in the apartments, and you would take him for walks or whatever or let him out front. And he it's, like, so close to him peeing on himself. Oh, it's usually he does. <laughs> usually he pees on, like, the elbow down of the front leg. That so. little golden arc just like, oh, <laughs> shit, how does he do that? Yeah. Or if he's on, a like, a hill or anything. He always faces down. I don't know why. Oh, what a dum-dum. Yeah. And then it gets all over his front paws anyway. It makes a little puddle. A little piss paws? Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. You got a goddamn for me today, Stace? I got you a goddamn, girl. Give it to me. Okay. My goddamn this week is I was sitting in traffic, like I always do, mm-hmm. and I was rocking out. To the goddamn hot jams? To the goddamn hot jams playlist. Hell yeah. Yeah. So if you guys haven't heard, uh, we put up our playlist on Spotify. Yeah, we did. So that's exciting. If you want to go see it, go check it out on all of our fucking social media. But I was rocking out to that shit. Mm-hmm. And I was minding my own business, doing my thing, having a blast. And then I thought, do you remember Hillary Duff? Yes, I do. Uh, do you remember how for like a hot minute she tried to play music? Like Are make you music? thinking of Hillary Duff or Ashley Simpson? Well, okay. They look very similar. And okay. yes, I see where you're going with that. Because I was going to add Ashley Simpson songs to the playlist. <laughs> we need them. I agree. We'll add them this weekend. Okay, deal. You might also have to add some Hillary Duff because all I could remember was, let the rain fall down. Do you oh, remember yeah, that song? yeah, yeah. Okay, that was Hillary Duff. Okay, I did not know that. And so in my world, I was like, uh, that's the only part I remember. And I have to fucking listen to the song right now. Yep. And it was not a great song. No. Then, and it's still not a great song. <laughs> But in the moment, I want to rock out to it, right? Yep. So I start playing it. I'm fucking blasting this shit. <laughs> like, in slow traffic, windows down. Yep. 
fucking bass blaring. And the people <laughs> next to you looked over like, what year is it? And I, my hair was down and I was feeling it. I was pretending <laughs> that I was in a music video. Oh my God, and I was I letting it. the rain fall down. Yeah. To wake my dreams or whatever the fuck it is she says. Yeah. Um. Anyway, having a great time, right? Yep. Traffic opens up. And did you throw the mic to anyone? <laughs> I did not throw the mic. I wish I did. I don't think anyone sitting in fucking nine to five rush hour traffic knows that song. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I, I don't know that for a fact. Or but. maybe they do because they're our age and they're like also fucking hating their life going That's through. so sad and being true. an adult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you're right. Uh, anyway, I was not concerned about other people and their ability to understand my song or know it. I feel you. I was just enjoying my life, having a grand old time. Traffic opens up and so I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm a drive. And so, like, I aggressively hit the gas to make up for all the time I've been sitting yeah. <laughs> at a stop. And then I get behind a really slow person. Mm, that's that's that guy. Like, I know. And they're going, like, 45 on the fucking freeway. And they've got, like, a thousand things in the back of their truck. And I'm like, motherfucker, Ooh. this is dangerous. Oh, so no. then I'm like, I'm just going to swoop around them, right? Yeah. But there's a whole line of traffic that is also going fucking Swooping around it. this guy. Yeah, like, trying to make up for last time. Yeah. And so I have my blinker on and I'm waiting and I'm rocking out. And then all of a sudden this truck doesn't seem to be like trying to speed up or anything. So I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, you're going to let me in. And then I zoom me in and I realize I just cut this truck off because they like my depth perception was not picking up the fact that they were still going forward just at a slower pace than I would have appreciated. Oh. <laughs> and so I kind of cut the truck off. But I like hit my back windshield wipers to be like, swoop, swoop, thanks. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think they liked that. <laughs> they didn't like the... The series of events that <laughs> occurred. Because then you probably hit the water and it like sprayed them and you're like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> oh my God, I hope I didn't do that. But remember, I'm blasting Hillary Duff. Yep. Enjoying my life thinking, oh my God, this person's being so nice. Yeah. I'm going to say thank you. Well, then they start to like get up on my ass. Oh God. <laughs> and uh, I can tell that they're not happy. And then <laughs> I get over because now I've passed the slow poke and I'm like, I don't need to be fucking hauling ass. And plus I have to get off soon. Yeah. And you're like, I didn't mean to inconvenience you. I just wanted to get around fucking yeah, grandpa yeah. over here. My bad. Well, then this car is like driving right next to me and keeping pace. Oh no. And I'm still kind of rocking out because I'm like, oh, oh, you know, whatever. It's yeah. fine. And I look over and it's just like, they're so mad. <laughs> really? <laughs> that I cut them off. Yeah. And then they eventually... I sped up like, uh, 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 not yeah. happening. I don't want to get murdered today. Yeah. And so I sped up and then they got behind me oh, and God. they started like tailgating me and they must be going the same direction I'm going because I got <gasps> off that freeway onto another freeway. Yeah, or and they must be fucking following you home. Yeah, they were going to wear my skin. Don't worry, I was fully aware of this and I was like, I will fucking go somewhere else yeah. not my actual home do a couple loop-de-loops yeah but it, so you know speeding up on my ass whatever and then we get on the next freeway and they kind of get next to me again and i'm starting to get pissed because that's how i get yeah because right? fuck you bro yeah tone it down a fucking notch man my mistake nothing happened yeah and then they started to pull up again and i was like ready to like i don't know make obscene gestures in their direction and then i realized I literally have this shit blaring so fucking loud. There's no way that they're not hearing, let the rain fall down. <laughs> like, I'm not intimidating anyone. I'm in a fucking CRV. Like, come yeah. on, man. Like, this isn't happening. And I had my hair up in a stupid mom bun already. Yeah. And it just wasn't a very intimidating look. And then so I was like, oh, oh. And then I just rolled up my window when they got next to me. And then I just looked forward and like kept singing my song and minding my own business. <laughs> and they eventually drove off. And it was like a big lifted truck fucking bro dude that was like super like broski man. Yeah. Fuck you, bro. He was probably hitting on you the second time. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> like, oh, man, is that Hillary Duff? <laughs> I didn't know she listens to her own music. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god so two-part goddamn one almost died because of road rage but also i fucking forgot about that song hell yeah man all right well are you ready for my goddamn oh my god yeah how rude of me aaron give me your goddamn yeah geez so rude yeah that's how i'm doing well give me your goddamn it <laughs> i've got two now and i just added one this morning my first oh, one my original the og goddamn yeah. to my life was i've fucking went back to work Ugh. yeah i didn't want to but i did i should have called that one i know everything is on fire around me and i'm just fucking barely got my head above water there and oh, it's no. awful Ugh. you like and i just want to go back to holding my baby yes and then my husband will call me like in the middle of the day and the baby's crying in the background or whatever i'm like cool now my fucking milk is here i yeah. hate you so much <laughs> yeah i don't want to hear the baby cry yeah Oh, it's awful. My boobies can hear the baby. <laughs> exactly. He he texted me the other day and he was like, she's hungry. And literally I had a like my milk let down and I was like, there's a fucking disturbance in the forest, man. <laughs> yeah, I can feel it in the universe. My mommy senses are tingling. Yeah, it's awful. So that was going to be my original goddamn. And mm-hmm. then this morning, my beautiful little son, oh. my toddler, <laughs> he woke up. He had woken up a couple times through the night and we're like, eh, whatevs. And then he woke up this morning and fucking smelled like shit everywhere oh no he had diarrhea oh baby yeah my baby did he shit all over himself like up his back no it didn't get out of the diaper thank god oh, good. but it like it did not smell good like it was a bad one like, like he had the sicky poos yeah we were like ooh, that's weird maybe it's just a i don't know a one-off thing so i'm today gear yeah not gonna worry about it so literally as I'm like finishing getting ready and the husband's getting him dressed and stuff to take him to daycare, I walk back downstairs and my husband has him like over the sink and he was saying like, it's okay, bud. Oh, no. And I was like, what happened? And he's like, he threw up. Oh. oh. Yeah. So Is that the first time he's thrown up since like spit up? Age? Yeah. Yeah. It's the saddest thing ever. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever had like experienced fucking kid vomit since Aww. I was a kid. Oh. Oh my God. It smells so fucking bad. It does. And it's like so cheesy. It smells like like typical like vomit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for quote Classic unquote vomit. breakfast, what Ugh. he had wanted to eat was nothing. So my husband was like, well, at least have an orange, right? Yeah. And so oh, he God. like basically force fed him an orange and then he had some milk. Oh then- God. Yeah, I guess that's pretty much what he threw up. He just, like, threw up an Orange Julius. Yeah, and so I was like, well, fuck, he threw up, so I can't, like, gross an Orange Julius. <laughs> Those things aren't good anyway. It was a creamsicle. <laughs> oh, I like creamsicles, though. Not this one. No. Um, It was a hot creamsicle. <laughs> Yuck. I'm going to give you my hot creamsicle. Ew. <laughs> and then my husband was like, okay, well, you have to stay home because I can't take care of a fucking sick two-year-old and a two-month-old. Why like- not? I fucking did it. <laughs> so did Lee. Actually, I don't know if Lee did, but I did it right? multiple fucking times. What do you mean you can't? I mean, you want me to go talk to him real quick? Can we pause this? <laughs> right. Are you kidding me? I wasn't too against it. Like, obviously, I have to go to work because shit is backed up and I need to be there and I need to fix stuff. Um, but, but yeah, great excuse, too. Yeah. Like- at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but then I get to hang out with my baby and my other baby. My sick so. baby, yep. Yeah. So I stayed home, and then my husband was like, okay, well, I'll go out and get us breakfast real quick. And he left. And then literally, like, fucking two seconds later, my kid just starts vomiting all over the place again. And I'm like. So now you're home with yeah, both kids. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you fucking bamboozled your ass. He really did. He got See, you. You said I was being sassy to him when you first got here. <laughs> That's because of everything that I go through. <laughs> you got fucking took. <laughs> yeah. I got took this morning, so I can aggressively ask for a beer. Yeah, you can. Yeah. So so he threw up again. Yeah, he threw up again. And it was so much. And I don't have his of dad reflexes or anything so my husband had gotten like one little spit up and he like 
rushed him over to the sink, you know, like you would a cat. Yeah. <laughs> like onto tile. And he got the rest of it into the sink. Whereas I, like, he threw up and I was like, ooh. And then he kept throwing up and I was just like, ah. Like, I can't pick him up while he's throwing up. <laughs> no, you don't do well in emergency situations. I really don't. But also, he was sitting on the table, like our coffee table, uh-huh. because I'm a good parent and that's where he likes to sit. So yeah, For sure. Makes a great seat. <laughs> yeah, he likes it. He's only fallen off a couple of times. That's what builds character. Exactly. But it was just kind of pooling, like he had his legs crossed and it was pooling in there. And so I was like, well, he's all right. I'll just let him keep throwing up there until it stops (laughs) and I did and then I carried him like a cat to the sink and I was like do you want to throw up more and at that point like he felt great because he's a toddler that's sick not a regular person yeah well I mean even as a regular person you throw up and you're like god damn that was rough back there yeah I feel like a million bucks feel great after yeah so then I was like holding him over the sink and stuff and he was like it went down there it went down there look (laughs) water it's purple like just fucking naming off everything else and I'm like so are you cool now? Yeah. <laughs> are we done here? Yeah. So I got to stay home. Yay. Yay. But is he better? He I seems th- fucking great. Yeah. He just got that out. Yeah. Had to get that devil seed out. <laughs> yeah. A little guy. I don't know what it was. It was just milk and oranges. Maybe his belly just didn't feel good. Yeah. All right, Aaron. All right. Are you ready to talk about some murder? I was just going to say, can I have a murder story? <gasps> you can. You'll not believe what I have in store for you. Ooh, is it just my size? It is just your size. Let's hear it, girl. Okay, well, first we should say welcome to episode 72, because I don't think we've said that in a hot minute. Ooh, we haven't. 72. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes. Ah, the 70s. A great age. I believe we're geriatric now. Indubitably. <laughs> mm, <laughs> All right, so I'm going to tell you about the Buckners and the Schnicks. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Okay, so this takes place September 25th, 1987. Ooh. Good year, right? That's a real good year. Real good month. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a good month for you. I've seen better days. <laughs> <laughs> True. That's my birthday month and year. And year, yeah. Not the day. No, <laughs> no. All right, so this takes place in a tiny little town in Missouri called Elkland. Elkland? Like the land of elks? Yeah, like the land of elks. All right. I don't know if they had a lot of elks, but I imagine they did at one point. Yeah. I don't know if Missouri has elks. I'm sure they do. Oh, for sure. All right. (laughs) Moving along. Alfred and Jean Buckner were going to go visit their daughter and her husband at their farm at about 6 a.m. And when they get there, oh, we're just jumping right into it. I was just going to say, all right, fuck them. We don't know anything about them, but they're going to a farm. Let's go to a farm. Yeah. I'm going to give you no background on anyone. Deal. Okay. For it. Yeah. I support it. So, Alfred and Jean, they're going to visit their daughter at this farm, right? Uh Uh-huh. When they get there, they find their son-in-law, James, laying in the kitchen, bleeding from his abdomen and his lower leg. Ah. Yeah. That sucks. And he's like screaming in pain, right? Yeah. And then there was a man lying dead in the hallway nearby clutching a twenty-two caliber pistol. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. they don't know this man? Mm. So far we know it's a man. Okay. So then they go into the couple's bedroom and they find their daughter laying dead with two <gasps> bullet wounds to her forehead. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I would also like to address that I said laying dead. My dad would yell at me. (laughs) She was not laying eggs. She was lying dead. She was lying dead. So the couple immediately call the police. Okay. Yeah. When the police get there, James is still on the floor screaming in pain, right? Uh Uh-huh. Were they like, James, what the fuck happened? I'm sure that they did, but we don't know what was said between the time they called the police and Uh when the police got there. Like, Uh I don't know what happened during that time, right? Tell me about it, James. Yeah. (laughs) So... He had been shot and stabbed. 
right? Oh. Yeah. He said an intruder had come into their home and shot his wife, so he grabbed a knife and stabbed the attacker after being shot and stabbed himself. Oh, shit. Yeah, he had grabbed like a steak knife or something. So the attacker had a knife and a gun? No, I think that in the ferocious struggle yes that the attacker had gotten the knife from him and like he had been stabbed uh, with his own knife yeah basically okay but somehow he lives right okay not killed by his own sword yeah but he was super seriously injured from the attack right okay so the man that attacked james and julie wasn't a man what but in fact he was a 14 year old boy i'm sorry Mm-hmm. hold up all right he had a gun Yep. And this adult stabbed him? Yep. Oh. Yeah. I mean. But also he yeah. had a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if he killed your wife. Yeah. And he was shooting at you. Jeez. Oh, fuck this kid, right? That's pretty fucked up. Turns out it was his nephew. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say son, and I was like, stop. Nephew's pretty bad, oh. too. Nephew's also pretty <laughs> bad. Yeah, yeah. Son would be worse. <laughs> yeah. But. It was his nephew. Oh, my God. This poor, like, older couple who walked in to find their daughter and nephew or grandson. I can work this out. Fucking genealogy. Yeah. Their grandson. Okay. Yeah. They, they walk into this house. They find their daughter, uh-huh. her husband, and their grandson. Oh, fuck. All their fucking not doing so hot. Right? Yeah. His name was Kirk. The grandson? Yes. Or nephew? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at about 7.15 a.m., the police go to Kirk's home because they're like, well, let's fucking find out about this shit, right? Yeah. What was going on here? And that's about five miles away where he lived on a dairy farm with his parents and his three younger brothers. When the police got there, though, they were met with an even more horrific scene. Oh, no! So, Kirk's younger brothers, Timmy, who was six years old, and Dennis, who was eight years old, they were found in their beds. Each had been shot twice in the head. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, earmuffs. Ugh, I hate this story. I know. Okay. So then they found Michael, who was Kirk's youngest brother, who was only two years old, Mm. in the living room in a playpen, and he (gasps) had been shot once in the temple. Oh, my God. Fuck these people. Yeah. Or this person. Yeah. Fuck this story. (laughs) Fuck this story, right? So then Kirk's mom, Jeanette, who was 36 years old, was found outside in front of a milk barn, and she was dead with a gunshot wound to the head. Jeez. And Kirk's dad, Steve, wasn't at the property, but his body was found shortly after out on the side of a gravel road that connected the two farms. Oh, interesting. He had also been shot. Okay. So, James is the only one alive here, right? Yeah. So they question him. They're like, what the fuck happened back there, man? Yeah. And he said that Kirk had come into their home shooting. And so he grabbed a knife and basically had this giant struggle with him and stabbed him Mm -hmm. and, you know, ended up living through it. Thank God, right? Yeah, trying to save his wife and family, or I guess just him and his wife, but... Yeah, yeah, exactly. He didn't know, I guess, at that point that the other family had been killed. Yeah, yeah. And he said that leading up to these murders, there was a lot of hostility between Steve Buckner, who was Kirk's dad, Mm -hmm. and himself and Kirk. Oh, interesting. What kind of tension? I don't know that he mentioned, but I was kind of guessing that it was like... The way that it sounded was it was between, like, him and Steve against Kirk. Oh, like, okay. Like, teenage boy doing shit. Adults yeah. are, like, yeah, like, get your shit together. Exactly. Ooh. Okay. That makes sense. Exactly. Well, then, James admits that he had been having an affair for quite <gasps> a while before all of this. Oh, no. Not with... Not with the mom. Not with the okay. mom. <laughs> At least that wasn't specified, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't with the mom. 
I just did some Jerry Springer shit. <laughs> I know, right? He was I, sleeping with his mother. I was like her sister, her brother, her sister-in-law, like trying to figure <laughs> it out. So James is having an affair throughout, like before all these murders and stuff for a while. Hmm. But it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Okay. It could be. There could be some jealousy. There could be some jealousy. Okay. Let me hear about it. So he went on to say that he couldn't remember anything after the attack and that he had blacked out from the injuries. Oh, God. What would you need to remember after the attack? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, like, what was said to the grandparents or, like, oh, okay. that okay, kind of like, conversations or, like, why didn't you call police or... Got it. You know, because the, the grandparents are the ones that called police. I understand. Now, that makes sense. I yeah. was like, uh, I don't understand. Yeah, you got all the important parts. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> <laughs> Who did it? So, as it turns out, the Buckners, who was Kirk's family, yeah, were rather poor, and the farm wasn't doing so well. So, Kirk had been given extra chores to help out the family. And with that, on top of his schoolwork, the kid was basically like a walking ball of stress, right? Ooh. Because he's trying to keep up the farm for his parents. They're fucking poor, and yeah. he's got, you know, he has to finish school and stuff, so if he wants to make anything out of his life. Yeah. He's got the weight necessary. of the world on his shoulders. Exactly. For a teenage kid... That's not a good position to be in. Yeah. I guess it wasn't that unusual for farming families, especially in that area, to be like barely scraping by. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like the basis of a farm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you work from sunup until sundown and that's all you do. Yeah, you literally work so that you could put a literal food on your family's table and yeah. then make a little bit of money. Yeah, and then hope you can keep your lights on. Exactly. Yeah. So police speculated that it had, like, just mentally gotten to Kirk and that he'd lost it. Yeah, and he just started fucking shooting people. Exactly. So there was a large funeral service for the family, and more than 500 people attended. Oh, wow. This is a town of about 200 people. Oh, so more than the town. Yeah. They got a couple towns together. Yeah, they got a couple towns together. They had a nice funeral. Wow. The reverend said, in mankind, there's a breaking point. Something in Kirk had reached that point, and he just snapped. So basically everyone's like... This poor fucking kid, you yeah. know. Freaked out. He freaked out. What Made a, some bad decisions. <laughs> real bad decisions. It was a horrible, tragic accident for all involved, right? Uh-huh. Case closed. Pretty straightforward, am I right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Can you hear, like, every time you say something about the kid, I'm like, uh-huh, but uh-huh. then what? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. You know, like, stressed out boy kills his whole family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No big deal. Happens all the time, right? Yeah, totally. He doesn't want to do chores anymore. Typical story. Yeah. So, obviously... We're all a little skeptical here because yeah. we've seen enough of these. And apparently everyone in the town was too. Oh. Yeah. Just they, the town or all 500 people who attended the funeral? <laughs> ooh, maybe that's why there were 500. They were like, what? Not ooh, Kirk. No. So the town was like, that's fucking weird. Kirk was a super nice kid and he was always really polite. And basically everyone was like, there's no way that he's capable of that shit, right? Uh-huh. Like that's just not in his character. That doesn't sound like him at all. Yeah. But not- also when people snap, they go out of character. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. But they're like, not our Kirk. Not our Kirk. He yeah. would never do that. Mm-hmm. So the sheriff was like, fuck, I should probably look into this a little <laughs> more, right? Fuck, I have some work to do. <laughs> yeah. If 200 to 500 people are telling you to do your job better, maybe you have to try. Oh, man, I just want my donuts. (laughs) Right? Case fucking closed. And my coffee. So then Sheriff Fraker recruited Sergeant Tom Martin to help him investigate the case further, and they started to see some inconsistencies. Ooh, I'd love to hear them. Well, first, James said that he stabbed the intruder, Uh but they didn't autopsy, and while Kirk had been stabbed, his cause of death appeared to actually be a gunshot wound. 
Oh, really? Yeah, so how'd he get shot? Well, we don't really know, but James never said that he got the gun from him or anything. Yeah, he didn't suicidal himself. Yeah. You know what I mean by that. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. So second, Kirk's dad's body had been moved almost halfway to the Schnick's farm, which, if you'll recall, was about five miles away. Yeah, on that gravel road. I saw another account that it was seven miles away. So Either way, sometime, some time, some miles away. That's pretty fucking far. Yeah, you're not walking there. Yeah. And they speculated that Kirk had dragged his dad almost two and a half miles. No. Yeah. That's that ridiculous. Seems a fucking hard. Well, this 130-pound kid yeah. had dragged his 250-pound dad. No. Two and a half miles. What's the purpose? For we'll get what? There. Ooh, okay. <laughs> but they didn't really have a purpose for Kirk doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what I was saying. Like, what what would be the purpose for Kirk to drag his dad that far? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah, not at all. Third, and apparently this was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for the sheriffs. Uh-huh. They went to the high school to talk to Kirk's friends, and they found out that Kirk was actually left-handed. And the gun was found in his right hand. Bum, 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 bum. You're not going to shoot somebody with your non-dominant hand? Hell no. So they go back to square one and they start questioning James again. Oh, shit. That's crazy. Yeah. Turns out James may not have actually been as hurt by the attack as he let on. Uh-huh. And his wounds were pretty much superficial. Oh, you ain't gonna want to stab yourself. No, you ain't. <laughs> and apparently, old James here, old Jimmy boy. Yeah? He had even requested that the hospital keep him longer than necessary. Oh. So he's trying to like... I don't know, maybe he's trying to keep up appearances of being hurt by being in the hospital longer, right? Yeah, he's like milking it. Like, no, 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 it's it's a really bad injury. Yeah, I'm hurt so bad. It hurts really bad. I really got stabbed back there. So then the police were like, hey, man, would you mind taking a polygraph test here? Oh, God. And he was like, fuck yeah, no problem, right? I've been reading this book on how to cheat these. <laughs> right? <laughs> right before he was due to take the test, he said, and this is a quote, Ooh. I think we better stop. I don't think I want to take the test. I'm just so scared. Oh my god, this is like a girl about to have sex for the first time. <laughs> I don't think we should. I'm scared. It's not going to fit. <laughs> okay, so he's afraid to take the test because he knows something. He's yeah. done something. Well, maybe it's just a little bit suspicious, right? Yeah, yeah. So a deputy that was working on the case and had actually been one of the first responders to the scene uh-huh. was actually a friend of James. Okay. But he told James, like, I'm your friend, but... Right now, I'm a deputy. Like, yeah. I got to know what the fuck's going on, right? Yeah. You tell me shit, it's not on the DL. Yeah. I'm and a screaming on the mountaintops. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That shit is on the up L. <laughs> the up high. I don't know. You know what I mean. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah. This is on the record. Yeah. He also basically told him that he didn't believe his story and was like, fucking give me the truth, man, right? Yeah, you're lying to me. Yeah. So he asked James what had happened again. And his story started to change a little bit. Mm. Great angle, deputy. Right? Like, hey, man, we're buddies, right? Yeah. But also not buddies. It's like, we're buddies. I know that. What happened back there? But uh, this is the Miranda rights. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the right to remain silent. You know. You know it, right? You know it, James? You got it? Okay. Can can you just sign this real quick? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So at first, it was just a little bit more of an elaborate story of Kirk coming in and shooting him and him defending himself. Uh-huh. So. Didn't yeah. change much. Didn't change much. much. Just added some details, right? Mm-hmm. And then it turned into Steve, who was Kirk's dad, 
and Kirk actually abducted him before oh. killing everyone. Oh. And then Kirk killed his dad and James was able to fight off Kirk. Okay. So. Interesting. Like, I was there, but I wasn't really in on it. They had abducted me, right? Yeah. And just took me around while they murdered everyone? Yeah. And then. And then the son turned on the dad and like, I don't know. And then took me back home? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> well, I guess maybe the last stop was Julie, was his wife. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, like, along the way, they just kill the dad and, like, shove him out of the car or something. I imagine yeah. you're taking a car. I guess you could be walking. They said it was, like, a five-minute walk, and I was like, I can't run five miles in five, five minutes. five-minute walk? <laughs> I can't run one mile in five minutes. This is confusing. <laughs> I know. I got a, I got a couple different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Five-minute walk I can get behind. Weird to drag him in the open, though. Yeah. Five-mile walk. Ain't doing that shit. No, no, no. I'll ride my bike. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe. On gravel? No, no. Not on gravel. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe there's, like, that one worn bike path. Maybe. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> so then his story changed into just Kirk abducting James. Okay. And the dad wasn't in on it, you know? Okay. And the deputy was like, dude, your story's full of holes. Yeah, I can't follow the shit. And so he started to explain how he thought the events unfolded. Uh-huh. And James is just like agreeing with him like, yeah, that's what happened. Like, yeah, yeah, sounds right. Yeah, yeah. that, And then, yeah, that's more right. And then James just admits to killing all seven people. Oh, shit. Yeah. This motherfucker. He said that it was due to his wife finding out that he had been having an affair. There it is. Yep. There it is. And she recruited her brother and sister-in-law to help her file for divorce. Oh. Yeah. Don't kill him. Jesus. Fucking right, man. Oh, my God. Just You're the one having the affair. Get a divorce. Yeah. yeah. What, are you going to lose your broke-ass farm? <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Go halves on debt. <laughs> so then James gave a videotaped confession with all the details. And he was charged with seven counts of first-degree murder. Oh, my God. I can't believe he murdered, like, the babies and shit, too. Like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? Like, that two-year-old is not going to be able to be like, oh, yeah, this happened. Like, if you were still trying to get away with it. Yeah. And also, they're, like, helping her file for divorce. It's not like they're, like, forcing her or anything. No. That's crazy. They had nothing to do with it. Yeah. The deputies and the people investigating it were also saying that he had basically planned from the beginning to pin it on someone from the Buckner family. Okay. And oh, is that why he was taking the dad? That's why the dad was probably, well, that's probably why the dad was dragged halfway to the farm. And then he was like, fuck this, right? <laughs> this is a lot of work. Like, I'm not going to take this 250-pound guy. I'll just take Kirk, this smaller guy, right? Oh, my God. That's so sad. Yeah. This guy's a dick. They were also saying that it might have been, like, from the beginning going to be planned on Kirk because everyone else was shot in the head and Kirk wasn't. Yeah. And so then it's like oh. trying to hide it kind of thing that huh. he had been shot. Yeah. So he was tried and convicted of three counts of first degree murder. He okay. He was charged with seven, but he was tried for only three. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure if they planned to do them after if like he made it through these ones. Yeah, that's interesting. But he didn't. He was convicted of all three. Yeah. And the three that he was charged for were his wife, Julie, Kirk, and Michael, the two-year-old little boy. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Huh. He was given the death penalty, 
And Uh then I believe it was reduced to three life sentences to be served consecutively. Yeah. But you know how you read so many articles and you read that one time and then you can't find it again when you go to go back to it? Or you don't know like where in the timeline it was. Yeah. (laughs) Like what date the article was written. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that he got reduced to three life sentences and he's not on death row anymore. But either which way, he's still alive in prison. Yeah. So that's where that story ends. Wow. That poor... Like, the parents who walked in and found that shit and their whole family. Like, so it sounds like their daughter and their son. Yep, their daughter and their son. All all, their grandkids. All their grandkids. Unless they had other kids. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. And then the fucking daughter's husband, who you may or may not have liked. You don't know. We don't know. You don't know. You know how you always have that, like, yeah, but they're kind of a bitch, though. Yeah, but, like, I'm dealing with it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, I love whoever you love, honey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. We're going to have to do that someday. <laughs> I know. God, that's going to... That'll maybe, be interesting. Yeah, maybe they'll pick awesome partners. I hope so. Our kiddos. Well, goddamn. Yeah. That's God terrible. Damn. Yeah. Everyone in the town was super pissed because Kirk was buried where everyone believes like he was a murderer. Yeah. Like yeah. during the time that everyone thought he was a murderer. That's so sad. Yeah. That poor kid. Yeah. He got like a little reputation. Yeah. That's fucked up. But I mean, I guess it was redeemed now, so that's good. At least they, you know, the police no. were... Like, yeah, maybe there is more to look into, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Because that'd be really fucked up. Yeah. What yeah. a dick. Yeah. But I thought that was uh interesting fucking twist. That is interesting. All right, Stacy. Okay, Erin, you ready for my story? So ready. All right. This one turns out to be like a really big story that I guess was like huge in all the tabloids and shit in like France and in London and shit like that. Oh, um, shit. I had never heard of it before, so if it's a really, really popular one that everyone's heard about, my bad. Enjoy our take. (laughs) I like it. This is the story of Sophie Lyonnais. All right. Sophie Lyonnais was born in Troyes, France. Ooh, crushed it. I have no idea if I'm saying that right. There's so many letters in this word compared to how many sounds I just made with my mouth. (laughs) That sounds like French, yeah. (laughs) Okay, but she was born there January 7th, 1996. She was always like a really smiley, happy little girl and had a like, I'm gonna say unremarkable childhood. But what I mean by that is like nothing bad happened to her. Nothing amazing happened to her. She had a good childhood, right? Yeah, it was just average. Exactly. Perfectly run-of-the-mill childhood. Exactly. Her mother and father had like modest jobs, but they made enough money to get by. But Sophie by no means grew up like really wealthy or privileged or anything like that. She just had an unremarkable you know yeah average family in an average place exactly okay i'm gonna jump ahead because that's all i really know about sophie when she was little (laughs) more than i gave him (laughs) uh when she was 20 years old a friend of hers had suggested that she should get a job as a family nanny okay and so she checks all over france she's like that's a great idea so she because she's great with kids whatever right i'm gonna Mm -hmm. be a nanny she checks all over France, but she maybe not all over. <laughs> she checks oh. her local area, <laughs> and she's unable to find a suitable job, and she decides to apply for some au pair positions in London. Ooh. Which I did not know was basically a nanny. I did know that, but it just feels so fancy. Doesn't it? Isn't it like a live-in nanny, too? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So that's what she's looking for. And so she figures if I get a job in London, I could move there and it would help me practice some of my English and it would be a great opportunity for her to gain experience and she could get some like awesome money as well and save up, right? Hell yeah. She was really excited when she found and landed a job in Wimbledon working for a well-to-do couple by the name of Sabrina Couder and Wisa Mudoni. (laughs) 
Well, now you laughed. We're keeping it. We're keeping it. Perfect. I'm giggling because I've said this 18 times and Aaron edited, and so you're getting my best version (laughs) of me trying to say these damn names that I didn't practice. Crushed it. Oh, my God. I heard him a million times, and I was like, I got this. I don't need to practice. Those are so easy. Yeah, but I just said it like 500 times, and Aaron's going to kill me, so we're keeping those ones. (laughs) Okay. So Sabrina, she was a 35-year-old makeup artist slash stylist Whoa. for like, I don't know if it was for the celebrities or for just like super fucking wealthy people, but she was really well known like within the affluent community and she was like often invited to like high profile events and shit like that, right? All right. Like she was semi weirdly famous, but not like super famous, just a socialite. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay. Yeah. She would be like an Instagram model now. Yeah. She was an influencer (laughs) (laughs) and she was known to be really beautiful and have a really strong personality. Okay. And she had like a lot of male admirers and oftentimes she would get mistaken for Kim Kardashian. Oh shit. Just to give you an idea about her looks, right? So she's got that ass. She got that ass. Actually, I didn't see her ass, but her face looks like Kim Kardashian with a lazy eye. (laughs) Knock off Kim K. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) And so, obviously, great-looking gal, strong personality. She made a lot of friends. Really well-known. Yeah. Now, Weesum, he was a 40-year-old banker who was doing really well for himself also. Those that knew him described him as, like, a really nice guy. He always was smiling. He was really kind. Mm Mm-hmm. But I guess when he was around Sabrina, he became, like, super subservient and kind of different like not in a bad way it just wasn't really him right okay like it was clear to those that knew the couple that sabrina was the one in charge and wore the pants in the relationship all right but they seemed happy in that dynamic and everything like no one was like being held hostage or anything insane it was just kind of like oh she's a little bossy (laughs) yeah yeah but he's got a beautiful girlfriend yeah he seems to like it so life is going great for them yeah sabrina had two young children from previous relationships And one of the children she had conceived with her longtime ex-boyfriend, Mark Walton. All right. And if you don't know who that is, he's like a really big time producer who founded the boy group Boyzone. Oh, fuck. Boyzone? And if you don't know who that is, because I didn't. (laughs) I don't either. (laughs) He also was a producer for uh, Lady Gaga and Jennifer Lopez. Oh, shit. All right. Dude is like fucking rich and famous, right? Yeah. He had gobs of money. He probably still does have gobs of money. And he was always living like this like jet setting lifestyle, wearing flashy clothes and his shirt would be like half buttoned down. You oh, know, yeah. Like frosted tips. The chest hair hanging out. Yeah. And gold chains tangled up in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I also, like it. I'm pretty sure he's like Scottish or Irish. Oh, my God. Please don't kill me if I'm getting that wrong. But his accent, amazing. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Got that red chest hair to get tangled up in. <laughs> <laughs> and all that corned beef. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Oh, God. People are screaming at their machines right now. They're <laughs> listening devices. Yeah. So Mark and Sabrina, they were in a bit of a long-term relationship. But eventually, Mark called it off because Sabrina was, like, super jealous and would fly into fits of rage and blame him for, like, cheating and other, like, various accusations. Right? Bitch was cray. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's an all-time famous guy, so. Yeah, he could be doing all those things. But also, it was just, like, insane. Like, too much. And he was like... You know, you're beautiful and everything, but you're crazy. Yeah. So I'm calling it. Calm your tits. He stuck his dick in Cray. Yeah. And so after they broke up, Sabrina took it really hard, and she would essentially, like, borderline stalk and harass him for years. Oh, shit. And evidently, this kind of behavior started once Mark cut off, like, the financial funds. Mm, That's usually when it starts. (laughs) Exactly. I'm sure she was getting something for, like, child support and everything, but, like, 
now she's not jet setting. Now she's not on red carpet events and shit. So yeah, she started going fucking nuts on him. And so it made his life like literally hell. All right. Literal hell. Literally. <laughs> oh, that's <was> beautiful. <laughs> okay. So eventually she go, you know, meets Weesome and the couple like are really happy. And so she starts backing off of Mark. Yeah. She stops like stalking his ass. Yeah. Sabrina had needed the help caring for her two children. So she agreed to hire Sophie as their live-in nanny. Got it. Enter Sophie. At first, everything was going like really well. The children absolutely adored Sophie. Mm -hmm. And she was really good at her job. A friend of Sabrina's remembers that when she would visit Sabrina and like, you know, come hang out and catch up or whatever, if the kids needed anything at all or like tried to interrupt their conversation, like, hey, mom, I need this or something, Sophie would jump up immediately and take care of the children so that they wouldn't interrupt the conversation. Like she was insanely attentive. Yeah. And it was almost like she was the mother figure to the kids more than Sabrina was. This is Sabrina's friend saying this shit. Like. Wow. Yeah. That's high praise. That's really high praise. And also, I'd be so offended if I was the mom. (laughs) Yeah. Part of me is like, I want that. And then the other part of me is like, someone trimmed my kid's toenails the other day. And she was like, I trimmed his toenails because they're getting kind of long. And I got offended. Yeah. And you're like, fuck you, bitch. I wanted to grow them out. (laughs) Well, like, deep in my heart, I'm like, what was I not trimming them enough? Also, they weren't that long. Yeah. Like, I I literally just trimmed them not even three days ago. It's like stupid the things you get offended by. I do all the time. It happens to me, too. Exactly. Like, he's fucking fine. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah, why'd you change his shirt? Well, he had stuff on it. That's what I liked. Yeah, I liked the shit on his shirt. It reminded me of the shit I needed to do later. It reminded me of what he had for breakfast, so fuck off. Oh, man, motherhood is fucking weird. Yeah, it's real weird. Okay, so Sophie was, like, crushing it as this living nanny, right? Yeah. And then one day, that same friend who was saying, like, you know, Sophie was super attentive or whatever, Mm -hmm. they say that Sophie came to him and explained like because he saw a shift in Sophie like she became like really quiet and timid I mean she always was but then like you could tell something was off right and so he's like Sophie what's going on and she's like well Sabrina beat me the other day (gasps) what and he was like why the fuck did she beat you what is this the handmaid's tale (laughs) exactly (laughs) and Sophie was like well I was putting the butter away in the fridge and it fell and it splattered all over the ground and Sabrina got really mad and she beat me. And so the friend was – Yeah, right? And the friend was like, Sophie, you don't have to put up with this. Like I'll help you – Get the fuck out. Yeah, like you're living there so you don't really have any place to go but I have this place. You can come live here. I'll help you get back on your feet. Like it was a really nice offer. Yeah. And for some reason, I don't know what or why, Sophie didn't take the offer. Okay. So it turns out, like, unbeknownst to friends and family, Sabrina had confiscated her passport, Sophie's passport. Oh, fuck. And all of her identification so that she was, like, unable to leave and live on her own. Yeah. Which I'm kind of speculating here is probably why she didn't take that friend up on the offer because she was like, I don't have fucking shit. Like, I literally can't get my ID back to go, you know? Yeah. I don't know. And maybe she was just afraid to. Because, like, 50 CDs in their house. Yeah, but that's what happens when you're, like, being held captive, right? You're, like, afraid for your life. Well, isn't that human trafficking? What? Like, technically, physically, she's being trafficked Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, and then, like, I guess other people who knew Sophie and everything, I'm not sure if she confided in them or what, but, like, neighbors and shit, who she must have talked to, they claimed that uh, Sabrina never actually paid Sophie for any of the work that she did. Like, she was supposed to put money in a bank account or something, but she never did, and then Sophie could never leave and, like, go check or anything. So she was literally being held as, like, a slave to do all the work for the family. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that hardcore. 
Oh, that's awful. I know. That's also, literal human trafficking. That's literally human trafficking. Also, her cell phone had been taken away by Sabrina. And <gasps> no, you're an adult. I know this poor, like, from everything I've seen, I obviously don't know Sophie, but from everything I see, she, she looked like the sweetest fucking lady ever. Yeah. Like, she just looks so kind and, like, you know, trusting and, you know, follows the rules, go by the books. Yeah. And then also if you're being held captive and you're in a different country, like you've nowhere that you can go. You don't know anyone. Well, and you're young and you're naive or whatever. Yeah. And so it's like you trust that this person's not going to fuck you over. Yeah. You're like, okay. Okay. So her cell phone's taken away, right? But Sophie was still staying in contact with her family in France. And the way she would do that is Sabrina would let her use her phone, Sabrina's phone, and she had to make the phone calls in front of Sabrina. So That's that she... so weird. I know. Oh, my God. I feel so bad for this girl. Oh, God. And Did like, Sabrina speak French? I don't know. Because I'd be like, uh, je ne sais quoi. Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, mais crayon est Jean. <laughs> I don't even remember how to say it. You, you nailed me, it. Yeah. You told me a long time ago and I forgot. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then you'd be like, you're being held captive, aren't you? <laughs> and I'd be like, hooey. Hooey. <laughs> that's how I'll know. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So her family had no idea anything was going on. And I guess her, she would like call her mom and tell her mom, like, I'm coming home soon. And her mom would be like, you've told me that multiple times. Like, when are you coming home? And she'd be like, don't worry, mom, I'm coming home soon. Yeah. But her mom had no idea that she was like being tormented and being held captive and all this shit, right? Yeah. Oh, that poor mom. You don't even know your little baby's in trouble. I know. But it was clear to those that knew the family, like neighbors and friends and family and all that shit, that there was a shift in Sophie's demeanor and that she was being taken advantage of. But they didn't realize that she was essentially being held like hostage. Yeah. They just figure like, ooh, yeah, Sabrina's kind of a bitch. And she's just like managing and getting by. Yeah. And she's just like putting up with it for the good money. Becoming docile about it. Yeah. Exactly. Then on Wednesday, September 20th, 2017. Uh-oh, this is recent. Uh, this is very recent. I guess I should have mentioned that. I mean, she was born in 96. 96, yeah. Yeah, still, for some reason I was like, yeah, she was like four years old and she's going to go be an au pair. <laughs> yeah, sounds right, sounds right. Okay, so yeah, September 20th, 2017 in Wimbledon at 3 p.m., Sabrina and Wiesam's neighbor notice a large plume of smoke. Okay. And it's coming from their backyard. Mm-hmm. And the smoke has a pungent smell to it. Mm-hmm. And they're afraid that the fire is going to get out of control. So the neighbor calls 911 and the firefighters show up. And they knock on the door and Wiesam opens the door. And he's like, hey, guys, what's going on? And they're like, we're here because there's a fucking fire in your backyard. And he's like, no, 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 that's not a fire. I'm just grilling some chicken. And so they come back there, and he has a really small, like, grill, like one of those charcoal grills. Yeah. And it's got chicken on it, and he's cooking it up. Okay. And they're like, uh, yeah, but what about that giant bonfire right next to your tiny little fire, your tiny little grill? Because literally, like, in the ground, there was a giant bonfire going on. And he was like, don't look over there. Oh, he was like, no, no, no. You're smelling the chicken. I'm cooking the chicken. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but there's a fucking blazing fire right next to that. Okay. Side note. Do you think they were like, quick, put some chicken on to mask the smell? Oh, yeah. Like, that was their plan was to like, oh, I'm just grilling some chicken. Oh, my God. There's nothing to see here. At least grill something that smells. Yeah. Like, is pungent. Like, lamb or something? Yeah, you don't really smell chicken that much. That's a great segue, If you fucking grilled hamburgers, you'd smell it more than chicken. That's true. And that's a great segue. Because they're like, yo, what's that fire about? And he goes, oh, that one? 
I'm cooking a lamb. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> and they were like, wow, that's an interesting way to cook a lamb. And they look a little closer. I did wonder why you suggested lamb. And I was like, I really don't know the pungency of lamb. So <laughs> I actually didn't even think of it. When you said pungent, every time I've eaten lamb, it's like really kind of like, you know, it's like a stronger flavor. Yeah. And I genuinely thought lamb. And as I said it, I was like, don't give the story away. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll make it a segue. Okay. So uh, they're like, oh, what's that? He says lamb, right? So they look a little closer at the fire and they notice a human nose and Ooh. fingers. Ooh. And they're like, you're lying. <laughs> and he was like, the lamb must have eaten that. Yeah, I don't know what that is. And so they call the cops and they put out the fire and everything, right? Oh my gosh. The cops come and they arrest Weesum and they take him back to the police department to question him about why the hell he was just like burning a human body in his backyard, right? Yeah. Next to your chicken. Exactly. Your fucking dinner, man. <laughs> the ashes are going to fall on that. Come Ooh, on. Bleh. Gross. So he continues to maintain the whole time that he's being questioned that he was just cooking lamb and he knew nothing about a body. And then they're like, yo, bro, there were fingers and noses. One nose, not multiple, in this fire. You are not cooking a lamb and you're not fooling anyone. Yeah. And so he just goes silent and he stops answering their questions. Also, there's no lamb. Zero lamb was in this fire. <laughs> like, maybe if you were like, oh, I threw on like 13 chickens. I don't know how a head got in there. Yeah, that's so weird. That must have been in with like the shipment. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't look in the bag. I just dumped it. We should really look at the lot number on those chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the packaging. Hold on. <laughs> I'm concerned for their quality control. <laughs> just throwing noses and fingers. Yeah. Okay, so he stops answering questions, right? Also, they would have a fucking head or something, right? Like, yeah, of a lamb. Well, of a lamb, of a person. Oh, like, yeah. They must have like a skull, right? Oh, yeah. There's remains. Yeah. I'll get to that. Okay, okay. But the firefighters just saw the nose and fingers and they were like, whoa. And police are like, yeah. Do lambs look like that? Google it. No? Okay. <laughs> yeah. We should uh, call someone else. Do lambs have fingers? <laughs> Pretty sure they have hooves. They definitely have chops. <laughs> There's one thing I know about lambs. It's that they have chops. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. Okay, so they're like, all right, let's talk to Sabrina because she's got to know what the fuck's going on here, right? Yeah. Well, they call Sabrina in and they're like, hey, Sabrina, guess what we saw Weesum doing? <laughs> yeah. He was in your backyard burning a body. And she's like, hold the fucking phone. What? Not my Weesum. <laughs> and she's like, I just left a few hours ago and everything was normal in the home. Uh-huh. And so the police are like, well, what about your nanny? You have a nanny, right? Like we talked to your neighbors. They mentioned a nanny. They haven't seen her in a couple days. Where the fuck's the nanny? A couple days. A couple days. All right. And Sabrina's like, oh, I'm so happy you asked about her. She quit two days earlier. Uh-huh. And the, the police are like, that's fucking convenient. But they, like, obviously they're processing the remains. And they find in the fucking makeshift fire pit glasses, a bracelet, and some clothes. And okay. so the police are like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take these to the neighbors who claim that they know the nanny. And I'm going to ask them if they recognize any of these items. Especially the glasses. Exactly. And that's exactly what everybody was like. Those glasses are for sure her glasses. And there's a picture of her wearing the glasses. And they're pretty unique. They're not Aww. like crazy unique. But like you would know based yeah. off of like their frames. Right? Yeah. And then also the bracelet. They're like, yeah, I saw the nanny wearing that bracelet. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. So police are like, this checks out. These are Sophie's remains. I'm sure they did forensic analysis on it also. Yeah, yeah. But it gave him a hint on who to look for or, Ooh. you know, who to process the remains as. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. That's fucking crazy. Right? I mean, it's not that crazy because. I mean, we saw it coming. Yeah. Sabrina kind of sounds like a bitch back there. Right? But Weasum? Yeah. Shocking. But he was subservient. He was. But I feel like I would be subservient up until a point. A point. Exactly. If 
Brandon left and was like, can you take the chicken out to defrost and also burn this body? It's lamb. (laughs) Trust me, it's lamb. It looks like a body. It's lamb. I'd be like, we don't have any propane and no. (laughs) I'm going to go. Hard no. Yeah. Well, he would never ask you to do that because you asked me one time if you fried chicken. That's fair. (laughs) And I was like, did you cook it? (laughs) Was it in oil? (laughs) Did I just fry chicken? (laughs) I had. Anyway, okay. All right, it's obvious that Sabrina isn't being totally honest, right? Because she's like, oh, that's weird. She quit two days ago and everything was normal when I left the house. And they're like, everything was not normal if he's fucking cooking up a body in the backyard, right? Yeah. So they take her into custody. An autopsy is performed on the remains and it's determined that Sophie was actually dead before she was burned. It's also found. That's good. Yeah, thank God. It's also found that she had fractures to her jaw, her leg, her sternum. Oh my god. And multiple of her like multiple ribs were broken. Oh no. Indicating that she had suffered a severe beating. Jesus. Yeah, not good. They interrogate Sabrina again and confront her with a lie about Sophie quitting and all that shit, right? Yeah. And she maintains that she had nothing to do with the murder, but that it was all weesome. Oh, my God. What and, a bitch. I know. And that she was asleep in the other room when he murdered Sophie. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why the fuck would he murder Sophie, right? Like, it seems like everything was going great. What the fuck? Yeah. And so she starts bashing Sophie and saying that she was a lazy nanny and she acted like a princess and that it was almost like the family had to wait on her and mm-hmm. like they were working for Sophie. Wow. This what lady a bitch. is like crazy lying too because like why would you keep someone in your house like that forever? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? You're fired. Yeah. You're fired. I appreciate you. You're out. Yep. She also claimed that Sophie didn't take good care of the children and that she would just sit on the couch on her phone all day and that Sophie had actually stolen from the family and that she was hanging out with the wrong crowd and she was an alcoholic. Like, she was going all in on Sophie, right? Oh, my God, yeah. Here is the kicker. She then claims that Sophie was having an affair with her ex, Mark Walton, after meeting him on Facebook. Okay. She accused Sophie of taking her youngest son, which was Mark's biological son, to see Mark without Sabrina's permission so that Mark could molest and rape his own four-year-old son. She is telling this to the police. Oh, my God. Right? And Did she, Sophie have any contact with Mark? Um, I would assume so. Maybe she, like, delivered the kids for visits or something. They literally had never met. Oh, okay. That comes up in the investigation, uh, and I'll probably mention it, but legit, Sophie had never met Mark. What the fuck? Yeah, like, he was an ex- yeah, he yeah, was obviously yeah. avoiding Sabrina, and I don't, it doesn't sound like he was really involved in the child's life. I don't know if that was by choice or if Sophie was crazy and keeping him away or whatever. Yeah. Or if so, it didn't sound like Sophie was involved in that transaction. Yeah. Sabrina even goes on to say that she has proof that Sophie did this because Sophie had written a handwritten confession in the form of a letter. <laughs> okay. Longhand. Yes. Claiming that she had had an affair with Mark and would bring the baby to him and whatever right like sophie confesses in this letter like yep i did all those things okay and sabrina gives the note to the police and they process the note and it's confirmed that it is sophie's handwriting (gasps) but all of the family is like she would never do any of this shit no but what i'm thinking is that's just so sad that means she was forced to write that yeah she was forced to write that (gasps) that's so sad i know this poor woman you have to oh my god you have to know what's coming after that oh my god not anything good no or like why is she having you write that to have this like blackmail over you yeah 
pretty fucking fishy. That's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, fuck off. Or every first letter of the line would be like, fuck you. <laughs> so it spelled something? Yeah. A hidden message? Yeah. Ooh, maybe it did. I don't know. I didn't see a letter. I say that I would do all of these things, but in the moment, I'd probably be like, stop hitting me. I'll write whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure I mentioned this, but this is a good time to talk about it. They starved her and shit. Like, she was tortured. Oh, my God. So you're going to write whatever the fuck just to end it. Yeah. This poor girl. I know. How old was she? She was in her 20s when she went over there. God damn. All right, so Sabrina goes on to say to the police that once they had found out that Sophie had given her son up to this quote-unquote monster, right? Yeah. And found out what had happened, Weesom lost his temper and he smashed Sophie's head against the wall and she fell back and died. So it was an accident. Sabrina was asleep when it happened. Weesom lost his temper because of all the horrible things Sophie was doing. She accidentally dies. Okay. The couple panics and they decide to burn her body to protect the kids so that they wouldn't have to see their dead nanny (laughs) yeah i guess this is what sabrina's saying right yeah she maintained that when the actual murder happened that she was in the other room and she had nothing to do with it they interview weesom to be like hey can you back up the story Mm -hmm. and he confirms everything basically saying that her death was an accident and that he was the one who did it what the fuck right (gasps) maybe he's not as innocent as we thought bum bum so police confiscate Sabrina and Weesom's phones, and this is where they find some major evidence. Okay. Watch hey, hon, will you take the body out? <laughs> XO. <laughs> like kissy emoji? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, what they find is a picture of Sophie, and it's only a few days prior to her death, and she looks emaciated and terrified in the oh, picture. Oh, no. It was clear that she had not eaten in a long time, and she looked like skin and bones. Oh, my God. That's awful. That poor Isn't girl. Isn't it? This poor lady. She looks almost like a Holocaust survivor. Oh, God. Like, it's scary. <gasps> oh, God. Yeah. They also find hours of video of interrogation-like sessions. Oh, my God. Of Sabrina and Weeson badgering Sophie to admit that she was having an affair with Mark what? and was exploiting the youngest child. And Sophie is clearly shocked by these accusations. Like, in the first video, she's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? I didn't do any of that shit, right? What? And Weeson's, like, in these videos, in on it? Yes, yes. <gasps> like, I had such high hopes for him. I know. And they're, like, going on. Like, no, admit. We know that you're having an affair with Mark. You're not fooling anyone. You need to admit to it. And she wouldn't admit. So then they would, like, beat her and torture her and starve her. Like, we're not going to feed you until you tell us that you did it. Oh, my God. Yep. These people are, like fucking nuts yeah they carried on these hour long like hours why would you record it i don't know because they're fucking batshit crazy this is like a this is this is a serious mental illness type thing they are not in reality or they're in their own reality you know maybe it's like um because they live such a fancy lifestyle and they always get their way or some shit they feel like untouchable yeah exactly yeah so these videos, there were like tons of hours of them and they're, they're like all these interrogations, right? Sophie suffered through these interrogations for six weeks. Oh my God. Six weeks and she always maintained her innocence. She was always like, no, I didn't do that no matter what they did. Wow, that's fucking crazy. By the way, I watched a documentary on this and I'll put it in my sources, but some like one of the people was explaining like, you know, how I said her sternum was fractured. Yeah. They were like, your sternum is a bendy bone. It's hard to break or fracture it. So she was really being beaten. It wasn't a one-time accidental slap and she hit her head and died. 
Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, it's really sad. So they interview Mark, the like rich, fancy producer. Yeah. And they ask him about his relationship with Sabrina. And that is where the police learned that Mark and Sabrina had had a bad breakup and that he wasn't even shocked to hear that she was trying to frame him for child molestation because that was like right on par with her typical behavior. Like she was that crazy. Okay. He was like, yeah, that sounds like her. Uh, No, I wasn't a part of any of this. Yeah, no, and no, I don't touch my kid. Exactly. So then that helps police piece together a motive for this like horrendous murder yeah so sabrina was still obviously out to get revenge on mark by tarnishing his name and reputation as a child molester and they're just gonna use this random ass au pair that they hire that's exactly what it was so in order to do so she needed to have evidence to frame him for these accusations and so she used sophia's upon to try to get evidence by getting her to confess that she would bring Mark's own son to him to rape him, right? What? And right? she just figured if she beat this lady enough that she would, like, get a recorded e- evidence or whatever? Yeah, and then what did you think was going to happen, right? Yeah. Okay, so she tortured Sophie and starved her for six weeks in order to get the confession. And once she got it, she realized, like, she couldn't let Sophie live because Sophie would tell others what had just happened to her and that that confession wasn't real. Yeah. Like, they fucking coaxed that shit out of me and yeah. i just wanted a goddamn sandwich or whatever yeah so i signed the fucking paper right coax is a really nice word yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> for what the fuck happened back there exactly beat it out of her this whole time sabrina and Weesom were like totally immersed in this like perverted belief that mark was molesting the youngest son don't they have access to the kid at all times? At I think point? that Sabrina was doing it to frame Mark and Weesom was like, she was like using Weesom saying like, oh, this is what's happening. I don't know that this is like all speculation, right? Like yeah, from the like police's she's end convincing and stuff. Him. Yeah, exactly. Like she's telling him, no, 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 this is what's happening. And he's like, what the fuck? That's not, you know, that's, that's not, not cool. acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's also ordering Weesom to like get the confession out of her as well. Like telling him what to do. So that's how this, like, nice man gets roped into all this shit. Yeah, but listen, he still did some shady shit back there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's not innocent by any means. But they're kind of thinking, like, he was almost being abused by Sabrina also. Yeah, like, he was coerced into doing all these things. Exactly. And I don't know if that's just, like, the media frenzy painting her to be a monster and, you know, oh, poor him, whatever. Because you know how the media takes it and runs with it. Yeah. So... It could be that. I don't really know. I can't imagine that they both found each other and they were like, you know what? I have a fucking great idea. Let's get a nanny and torture her and frame this random dude. They're, or maybe it was for money. Like, ooh, we'll get money out of him. We'll get hush money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I bet that was it. Oh, yeah. I get some you blackmail. Know, the documentary might have mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> that might not be an original thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, baby brain. <laughs> so what they would do... They're little torture sessions. Oh, God. Yeah. It's it's not super detailed, so don't worry. Because they don't really know what happened. They never really totally confessed to everything that took place. Yeah. But they would take Sophie into the bathroom at night. They would fill up the bathtub with water. And they would hold her head underwater until she almost passed out. And then would pull her up for air and tell her to confess. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. And, and then on the night of September 18th, or early morning on the 19th of 2017, so just a day or two before the fire, Sabrina's oldest son, who was nine heard a commotion coming from the bathroom. Uh-huh. By the way, this is how we know what was going on is because the son's testimony basically oh my painted God. the picture. So he hears a noise coming from the bathroom and intrigued, he gets out of bed, 
And he goes to the bathroom door, and he stands there for a minute, and he could hear Sabrina and Weesom's voices and Sophie's cries. He could hear splashing, and he also saw water coming out from underneath the bathroom door. And then he just goes to bed like, whoa, some shit's going on in there. Well, yeah, you're like, what would you say, eight? He was nine, yeah. Nine? It's not going to like bust in there. Yeah, you're not going to be like, hey, mom, that's not okay. Yeah, stop what you're doing. And maybe he doesn't even know what's going on. Maybe he's like, mm, maybe they're into some shit. He might be scared too, though. Yeah, maybe. He's just like, I'm just going to close my eyes and go back to bed. Pretend that's not happening. Yeah. So the next morning, this little kid notices that Sophie is gone. His nanny's gone. And he asks his mom, like, where's Sophie? And, like, what happened in the bathroom that night? Like, I heard some noise and I heard Sophie screaming, where is she? She's gone. Yeah. And Sabrina kind of ignores the question about the bathroom, you know, like what happened to Sophie in the bathroom. And she just tells her son that Sophie had left and she wasn't going to be coming back. Yeah. And so that was kind of the end of that to the nine-year-old, right? I guess. So this is how the police find out that Sophie and Weesum were torturing Sophie with beatings and nearly drowning her. And then that night it went too far and Sophie died in that bathroom. Oh my God. And so the couple, like they weren't intending to kill her, it sounds like. It was like they just pushed it too far one night and she was fucking starved yeah her body is probably like physically taxed yeah and they were saying that sabrina was gonna have to kill her because now she knew too much so maybe that was the intent eventually i don't know if it was like an accidental killing that night because remember how weesome and sabrina's stories kind of lined up yeah when sabrina lied weesome kind of backed it up so maybe there was some truth in there that like he hit her she hit her head and then she died yeah, well, they probably had a long discussion about it that night. That's true. Like, what are you going to say? <laughs> yeah. Like, if we do get caught, this is what went down. Yeah, this is what happened. Okay, so Sabrina and Weesum now have Sophie, who is dead, in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And they have to do something with her. So they decide that they're going to try to put her in her suitcase because that's a great place to hide a body. I'm not totally, So we've learned. Yeah, I'm not totally sure if they were successful at that or not. But then the documentary I was watching said that the next morning they took her body, I'm not sure, in suitcase or just a body, mm-hmm. and they put her under one of the children's bed. What the fuck? To hide her. <gasps> and they left her there for like a day or two. Oh my God. You know, or maybe it was the day because the 20th is when she got burned. What the fuck? Before they decided they needed to get rid of her. So, like, does that mean the son slept with the dead nanny underneath him? Oh, I hope not. I hope not either. Like, what the actual fuck? Why would you put her there? And then the whole time that the nanny is dead under the bed, they're, like, going about their normal life. Like, you can see them picking the kids up from school and, like, going to the store and shit on security camera. Oh, my God. Cameras, not just one. (laughs) All of it. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucked up. So now they have a body to get rid of, and they decide we're going to burn it. That's the best way we can do that, and we're going to burn all of her belongings and shit in the fire too, and then it'll just be like she disappeared. Yeah. They have never seen a crime documentary. They really haven't. But So they pull her body out, they make a giant fire, and then if that neighbor had not called the fire department, they might have gotten away with murder because no one had like would ever suspect these rich people would have done anything to her. Yeah. Like, they could have just said, I mean, I'm assuming if they did the fire and they got rid of the remains or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, no one would have been looking for foul play. Yeah, they would have just been like, oh, she moved on. And they'd be like, oh, crazy, whatevs, bye. Yeah, like, where did she go, though? That's fucking insane. Right? Okay, so police put all this together, right? Yeah. And then on March 19th, 2018, Sabrina and Weesim are tried for murder. Ooh, and good. they face life imprisonment. 
Weesom had claimed this whole time that he had accidentally killed Sophie and that Sabrina was asleep in the room the other, you know, when the murder took place. Yeah. But once the trial started, he was like, hold up, wasn't me. Sabrina did it. Sabrina murdered Sophie. Every man for himself. Yeah, exactly. And Sabrina did the same thing, was like, nope, wasn't me. It was Weesom. Yeah. So exactly, every man for himself. It was clear that both parties were guilty because they had that fucking video evidence, right? Yeah, don't record yourself doing shady shit, people. Exactly. Or do, so you get caught. Yeah, yeah, true. (laughs) That's very true. And it was clear that, you know, Sabrina's motive was to get back at the ex and all this shit. Yeah. Yeah, she's the one with the motive here. Yeah, and he kind of gets, like, swept up in the frenzy because he was dicking dicking his stick and crazy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Sticking his dick and crazy. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, but both are found guilty. And they're sentenced to life with a minimum of 30 years plus five and a half years for disgracing a deceased body by burning it. Oh, nice. And fucking disgracing your child by putting it under their bed and giving them nightmares for the rest of their life. God, right? And then how fucked up is it for this little boy? Like if he, if this had gone through, if her mastermind plan had panned out, they'd be like interviewing him like show me on the doll where your dad touched you. Yeah, yeah, right. And the kid was little. I think he was four. Like. He's what gonna the be fuck? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy never touched me there. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. So both Sabrina and Weesom appealed their verdict, but I couldn't find what happened. I'm sure they didn't get it. They're still in prison. Yeah. But like, holy fucking shit. I watched this documentary and it is the saddest thing ever. Her parents. Oh, my God. Her mom looks dead inside. Oh, my God. Oh, it breaks so my sad. heart. Fucking well, depressing. Fuck, man. I'm glad they got caught. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm glad they're idiots. Also, I'm really excited to see fucking knock off Kim K. Yeah, she got a lazy eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a dick. Only because she was a bitch first. Yeah, well, whatever. She fucking murdered a person. Don't murder a person. You won't get judged. Yeah, can you not, please? I mean, you'll still get judged even if you just live your everyday life. But yeah, we'll pretend that you won't. We're really into judging around here. I'm so into judging. Well, goddamn. Yeah, isn't that nuts? Yeah, that's hey, fucking crazy. Don't we have a package? we do please hold we just got a package i literally forgot about it all right and i'm back all right package time package time okay are you ready what's in that package do you wanna i like how we normally do this at the end so people can fast forward but you don't know if we're gonna say something more exciting (laughs) (laughs) better stick around (laughs) (laughs) what is it all right wait who's it from it's from wendy yes from facebook wendy from facebook thanks wendy it's a manila envelope ooh, bubble wrap manila envelope it's got so- ooh, that was a good tear good tear <laughs> well i'm so excited are- oh dear lord <laughs> what is it <gasps> it's a head massager massage my head real quick okay <laughs> oh my god i'm so excited i fucking love these things do you i've never actually used one no you haven't no do it's have the best feeling down? ever yeah you have to take your hair down what are you some monster i don't know whoa <laughs> oh it comes in a special bag are there two there are two! <gasps> I was just going to say I get to keep this one since you're fucking hoarding the... the Everything else? The coloring books. Oh, oh my god. True. I want red. I want red. I want red. It might be pink. Okay. No, they're red. I was like, um... Oh my god. This is the best. What do you do? You, you just, just push it on your head. <gasps> Ow. Oh, it tickles. It tickles. <laughs> I can't do it. What do you mean? I don't know how. Your head sucks. My oh, head it sucks. feels so good. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? oh that's great i just watched your life (laughs) get fucked up for half a second 
Like you, it feels like a person's grabbing my head. Like a cat getting pet for the first time in a long time. <laughs> that was your reaction. These are amazing. I don't get my hair played with ever. Oh my god! Oh, I get that shit on a nice. regular basis. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, now it's just getting to inappropriate podcast. Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna use this fucking every night. Oh my god! This is the most relaxing thing ever. I'm gonna research and massage my head <laughs> you're gonna like, learn how to do it and then no i mean like oh. while i'm doing research i'm just gonna let it sit there and then slowly <laughs> it's like off. a weird <laughs> oh my god wendy you're the best you are so fucking great this shit's amazing i'm just gonna do this on the drive home <laughs> seriously i've always wanted one of these but i've never been brave enough to get one <laughs> i don't want people to know that i want a head massage it's literally like someone's playing with your hair Oh, my God. Brandon's going to be like, what the fuck is that? Brandon's going to be like, what happened to you guys? Because your hair is fucked. <laughs> is my hair jacked? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man. my God, Wendy, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you. Aaron's going to have to, like, fucking listen to some moaning later. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be weird to edit. Yeah, well. And then get feelings and stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. These are awesome. Yeah, they are. You're amazing. Thanks. All right. Well, if you guys want to check out pictures pertaining to our cases. And see Knockoff Kim K. Yeah, with a lazy eye. And see the Buckners and the Schnitz. That's right. Go to isgdpodcast.com. Yep. You can also find links to our Patreon and merch. And follow yep. us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Oh, my God. I'm just like twirling around my fucking head massager now. <laughs> I guess we should explain also. It's like one of those whisk looking ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the kind of head massager it is. Yeah, we didn't really talk about that at no, all. No, we just stuck it on our heads immediately. It tickles. <laughs> it's like a bunch of wires and a handle, and you just shove it on your skull. Yeah, it's real nice. Anyway, so if you want to be friends with us on social media, it's all at ISGD Podcast. Yep. Please email us, isgdpodcast at gmail.com. I fucking suck at talking into the mic all of a sudden. We've been doing this <laughs> You're for like, like looking off into the distance. Yeah, we've been doing this for how fucking long, and I can't figure it out all of a sudden. Yep. Anyway, email me at ISG, just me, just Stacy, because yeah. I'm the one who answers. Unless you're sending fucking life advice or whatever the hell it is Aaron wants, that's isgdpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> you can talk to me about anything or just, you know, suggestions, whatever the fuck you want to say. Yep. You um, can snail mail Aaron. Yep. At P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Woo! All right. Hey, everybody. You're awesome. Thanks for being you. I like your yarmulke, Erin. Thank you. I'm just going to let it slowly slip off my head. I fucking love everybody. I fucking love everybody, too. I I saw your very heartfelt post today, and I was like, I know. I just felt like everybody needed to know that we love them. Yeah, it was like you're reading into my soul. Oh, yeah, you guys, come join the Facebook group. Goddamn Facepod fucking shit. (laughs) It's a goddamn pod group. <laughs> One of these days, she'll figure it out. <laughs> and also go on our fucking social media. Or can you search it on Spotify? Our uh, our playlist? Yeah, probably. Okay, well, it's the goddamn hot jams. Anything else? That's it. We love you. Bye. Bye. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from the Mugshot podcast. You've heard the stories of bloody murder and horrendous homicide. But what about the rest of the crimes people fall victim to every day? What about the burglar who broke into famous people's homes? What happened to the forensic chemist that falsified evidence? Who are the fraudsters, arsonists, stalkers, hackers, and more? I'm Lindsay, the host of Mugshot. 
Mugshot is a true crime podcast bringing you stories of the non-murderous crimes you didn't know you needed to hear. Be sure to find Mugshot on your favorite podcatcher and on all social media outlets at the handle at MugshotPod. But until then, stay out of trouble or you may end up pictured in your very own mugshot. <laughs>